Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Let's break down the top of second base and shortstop tiers up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Wednesday, January 24th. I am Frank Stanfield, joined by Scott White. And the top tiers at second base, the first rounders, includes just one name, and that is Mookie Betts, who also has outfield eligibility. The also elite tier, three names, Jose Altuve, Ozzy Albies, and Marcus Semien. The near elite, eight names. Massive tier, Nico Horner, Matt McClain, Hassan Kim, Cattell Marte, Bryson Stott, Zach Geloff, Glaber Torres, and Andres Jimenez, who is one tier lower in a points league. Scott, on the full-length podcast, Chris pointed out how you probably won't have much Matt McClain because he's going around pick 60, while Zach Geloff is going down around pick 130. Chris is right, and based on my drafting so far, this this has proven to be true. I've gotten a lot of Zach Geloff. I think I'm higher on him than the consensus, uh, which is kind of surprising given that I was the one talking him down most of the second half last year, but that's neither here nor there. This is why tiers can be helpful. This is exactly why they can be helpful because given the ADP, you, you, the, the, the disparate ADP, you, you'd think they are in completely different classes, but they're actually not in terms of what they can do for you statistically. Now, Matt McClain ended up hitting 290 as a rookie, and Zach Geldof, I believe he was closer to 260. Uh, but if you look at expected batting average, it's very similar for both of them. They both, uh, Zach Elif hit 267, by the way. They both strike out more than you'd like. And in in Matt McClain's case, especially, his strikeout rate for the year was 29%, and it got worse the longer he was around. Who knows where it would have ended up if his season wasn't cut off early by injury? Um, but I think in the long run, you're talking about a 260-ish, maybe 265 batting average for Matt McClain. And like I said, Geloff at 267 last year, both with power and speed production uh, that would suggest they have 20-20 potential. So especially given that big difference in cost, I'd rather have Geloff. And a big tier like this, it, it kind of signals to you during the draft, okay, you can afford to wait here. Even though it seems like it's time to draft Matt McClain based on ADP, you know there are going to be similar options later. This is a very big tier full of players that do different things. So I could understand why, based on your needs in a Roto League, you might have to go for Nico Horner instead of uh, a Cattell Marte. But the bottom line is, if, if, if all, all needs being equal, these players, the impact they're going to make for a fantasy team is, is going to be pretty similar. All right, let's slide over to the shortstop tiers. And in the first rounders tier, three names, Bobby Witt, Trey Turner, and Corey Seager. The also elite tier, Francisco Lindor and Gunnar Henderson. The near elite at shortstop. Eight more names, Bo Bichette, Ellie De La Cruz, CJ Abrams, 
Nico Horner, O'Neal Cruz, Matt McClain, Hassan Kim, and Xander Bogart. Scott, we did have a discussion about Bo Bichette on the Full Length Podcast. Does he deserve to be in this tier? Should he be one tier higher with someone Lindor and Gunnar Henderson? What are your thoughts? Well, obviously, I don't think so. In the past, yes. In the past, you draft Bo Bichette similarly to Francisco Lindor, if not higher. But in the past, Bo Bichette was a good base dealer. Uh, 25 is how many he had in 2021 to go with, along with 29 homers and a 298 batting average. That's great. But in the, the, in the two years since he stole 25 bases, he's stolen only 13 in, in 2022. And then last year, it was only five. So two years in a row now, Bo Bichette has shown that he's not really much of a contributor in that category anymore. And the power production has declined similarly during that span of time. I still think he's a pretty good power hitting shortstop. And batting average, that's probably his safest contribution of all. But if you're a 290 hitting 25 homer shortstop who doesn't steal many bases, you're probably not that different from Xander Bogarts, who I have at the end of this tier uh, this this near elite tier with Bo Bichette. and in fact, if you looked at where if you look at where they finished in uh, according to the the CBS Roto rating system last year, Bo Bichette was the 80th overall player. Xander Bogarts was the 61st overall player. Francisco Lindor was the 10th overall player. I think it only makes sense to tier Bouchette with Lindor if you're expecting a return in stolen bases and. As I said, I'm not. And one other thing with Bichette is that the counting stats have been trending down. They were not great last year as well. I have some real questions about this Blue Jays lineup, Scott. I mean, they have Springer, Bichette, and Vlad Jr. up top, but after that, they have not re-signed Matt Chapman. They haven't really made any additions to their lineup. I mean, we're talking about Isaiah Kiner-Falefa here in the offseason, so I do have question marks about that lineup and uh, the counting stat potential for the Blue Jays here in 2024 as well. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.